0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area, heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. And we're broadcasting today from St. Mary's in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sunny Sioux Falls. Sunny, hot Sioux Falls. It's been actually quite nice. Yeah, it's actually been good. You know what? The Lord has been blessing me. I had the tornado situation last year. Oh! I was like, I, I live like two blocks from that car place that got destroyed.
1: Oh!
0: I'm getting a new roof this week. Yay! God is good. So I am grateful to be here, and Michelle Shields is on
2: location. Thank you for joining us, Michelle. Thank you for having me. So tell us what it is you do. Um, well, I have the privilege of being the principal at St. Mary Elementary, so it's a it's a great job to have. I get to work with wonderful people every day, and of course with Father Paul here at St. <laughs> Mary Parish. Yes. So we get to be co captains. Yes. <laughs> yes,
0: what a stressful summer for you!
2: Well, it's been busy. It's definitely yeah. been busy.
0: <laughs> so, like, tell us. You know, I, we've heard a lot about the discussions going on, and you know, are we going to do this or that? How many? Really tell us, how many meetings went into planning this year?
2: <laughs> I, I don't know if I could give you a, uh, an exact number. I know we met at least probably twice a week all summer long. And then, wow. you know, depending on whether it was all of the principals together, sometimes it's just the elementary principals would meet and with central staff. And, I mean, it was, yeah, numerous meetings. And that was just, yeah, in person. Then, of course, there's emails and phone calls and yeah. all of that, too. My
0: mom's best friend is the principal out at... Um St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Rapid City. And she said, you know, they've just done endless meetings. Yeah. Endless meetings. And about 50% of the people would agree on one thing and 50% yeah. would agree on the other. Yeah. So
2: how are you coping with all of this? Well, I can tell you. Are me- you
0: coping with all of
2: this? <laughs> I, I think so. It's very good to be back. It got to the point where it was like enough of the planning Right. Um, let's just start this, you know. And what we found through the summer is that every time, you know, we we try to make a decision and come to a conclusion because it was the same mm-hmm. way with us. You know, yep. we're kind of all had different viewpoints and understandings, yeah. and then we'd kind of okay, we, we think we agree on this, and then something new would come out, or we would think of something else like, oh, we hadn't thought of that before. And so then it's like, okay, well, let's let's change that, let's alter that. And so it was it was a lot of just trying to really think through every possible contingency. You know, how can we keep our students and staff safe? Mm-hmm. and so that we can be in person, because that was really ultimately our goal. We wanted to be in person, and so we, we worked hard at it, and we know that we're going to have to still, it needs to be fluid. You know, we're still going to have to make changes this fall as we encounter new situations, but um, the best part is just being back.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> right, yes. right. Well, and I find it interesting, you know, um, my, I know from my, I talk about my daughter all the time, but I know from my experience with her at the end of last year when the school shut down and she went digital, did you notice a change in the students' grades and performances
2: um, being digital versus in person? Um, grade wise, not so much. Um, obviously it was a, a huge transition for all of us, you know, the, the teachers, the students, and the parents. And very abrupt. and very abrupt. <laughs> and we didn't know for how long. Again, that part yeah. of that planning was, is it a week? Is it two weeks? Okay, now it's till Easter. How much longer after that? Um, and so we kind of just try to take it week by week, and we, of course, like worked with the teachers as far as I mean, their 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 grading scale didn't change, but obviously the amount of assignments they had, that type of thing, the mm-hmm. way they were teaching changed, so the way they were grading changed too. So, mm-hmm. no, I think their their grades were were okay, but we're still concerned about you know, were they getting the the full content that they could have been getting in person?
0: Yeah. Cause I can tell you my daughter wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's just different, right? It
2: just is different.
0: So what are some of the changes that you're making within the school to help make it a safe environment for the students and teachers?
2: Um, well, I think a big thing, especially with elementary kids is, mm. is teaching, you know, hand-washing mm-hmm. and keeping themselves clean and, um, you know, their surface area clean. So we'll have, you know, opportunities to wipe down their desks and stuff throughout the day and mm-hmm. other high touch areas, um, we our, our theme this year is we are a family, which fits in perfectly because we're also trying to kind of separate the kids into classes, so there's not as much mingling between classes. We're mm-hmm. um, reducing that exposure between different students and different grades, um, so they're kind of their own little family in, in their classroom. Oh, and then um, I think probably the biggest measure we're taking is is the use of masks. We found that that was something that kind of across the board. It's you know it can be controversial, but it's um, Something that we thought was very consistent, that people believed that it was necessary to have mm-hmm. masks to do that. So all adults are wearing mask, masks, um, and grades three through six are wearing masks for the most part during the day if they can't be six feet apart. Okay. So in our classrooms, they're about three to four feet apart. So again, like I said, for most of the day, they're in masks, but not at, not outside not at recess, not when they're eating, you know, and we'll try to k- take frequent breaks to go outside so that they okay. don't have to have them on all day. But yeah,
0: it's a hard thing to get used to.
2: It is. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, and then kindergarten, and it kind of, you know, goes down for each grade level. <laughs> kindergarten through second, it's a little less for like, okay, you know, they said, you know, under the age of 10, they're less likely to transmit at least as far as we know right now, right. <laughs> give it um, a day or two, right? <laughs> that could change again, but for right now, you know, they're wearing it more just when they're in smaller groups in their classroom, that type of thing. And, and for preschool, for, honestly mostly we're using it as an opportunity for social development like we know if this isn't if this is a norm for us that's what we do in preschool we Mm -hmm. help you know teach that type of behavior so for them it's about proper mask wearing and just doing it for short periods of time during the day
0: wow and it's going okay so far
2: it's going great day three (laughs) day three but um the first two half days went great Uh, the kids did an amazing job with the masks. i know there were concerns from parents would they be able to do this but these kids are great you know yeah. they are flexible they, they want to be back i've never seen yeah. kids right. so happy to be in school before um so just showing up they're like yep we'll do anything it's fine right. um, i think it might have been more difficult for the adults in the building to wear the masks right. all day yeah. than the kids because you know the kids are flexible so they talk just a little
0: bit about the importance of being with peers and being in the classroom
2: yeah, that is a really a good point because you know obviously from a school perspective, you know you might think we focus on the academics, which is why we think it's important that they're in person. But another aspect is that social emotional development and um, connecting with people that are their own age and have mm-hmm. their own experiences and their own um, situations that they're that they're dealing with, um, and so being isolated at home, even though they have social media and other you know types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, It is important that they are connected. And of course, as a church, we believe that, you know, that God made us to be in relationship with one another. And so that needs to happen in in the school setting too. So we're really happy that we can be in person with them.
0: Being social is important. So I'm also wondering what the situation is going to be like. So a kid gets
2: COVID. It's, you know, the chances are pretty good that it's going to happen. What's the optimistically cautious? or no, wait, what's I'm cautiously optimistic is what I'm supposed Ah. to say that that's not going to happen, but cautiously optimistic, (laughs) but you're right. Does that that mean the whole (laughs)
0: classroom is going to shut down
2: or what do you have a plan in place or so we can't really define it as such like, okay, there's only, you know, if there's one kid in the classroom, then that whole classroom goes down or so many kids mm-hmm. in the school. Um, we're really just taking guidance from the Department of Health on that. Okay. So if there would be a, a positive case in the classroom, they would start contact tracing and they would look at who that student had direct contact with okay. um, for more than 15 minutes within six feet. Oh, wow. And then it's also like, were they wearing masks? Were they not? There's other mitigating factors that they look at. So it's kind of a complex situation. But you know, in a classroom, I guess there is a, a potential that they might not be within six feet of each other for more than 15 minutes if they're on opposite ends of the room. Can you imagine working for the Department of Health right now? <laughs> nope. Nope. I know. I know. So I'm, I'm just praying that, yeah, they can figure that all out for us and help us, you know, you know, have some guidance as far as what to do. But once we have that information and, and then we'll just kind of make that, that call as needed. Yeah. So if we need to, we can just, you know, have one classroom go for distance learning for two weeks at a time. Oh. Okay. So we don't have to necessarily shut down the whole school. Right. Right, And that's one of the reasons why we are trying to treat each classroom kind of in its own. So sure. that if that Smart. were to happen, we can say, okay, these are the only children that they were in contact mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Um, so keeping seating charts, even at lunch, all of that type of thing, wow. just to kind of keep track so of who's with who. much work. It's, it's put a little bit of extra yep. strain on my teachers, <laughs> but they're handling it very well.
0: So what are you looking forward to for this year, other than the COVID
2: situation? Yeah, because I was not looking forward to that. Right. <laughs> Um, I think actually what I was looking forward to the most has happened. You know, seeing those kids for the first time, um, celebrating our first school mass today, uh-huh. even though there were only half of us present. we're kind of That's another thing we're doing is, you know, half will go one week and half will go the next week just to keep our numbers down. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a beautiful thing. I mean, just being together and seeing the kids smiling eyes. I say that because we could always see their smiles, <laughs> but you can see their smiling eyes. And, and so that was a really good thing. And I think another thing is just... Um, seeing how innovative uh, my teachers can be. I have just the best teachers in the world and they're always trying new things and they want this to be a good experience for the kids. And they know that a lot of things have changed. Mm -hmm. And so they're just trying to come up with new ways to teach and engage them and get them excited about learning, whether we're in person or online. So I'm I'm excited to see what they come up with.
0: Have you, either of you, Father or Michelle, noticed any um, anxieties with the children with COVID? Have they been coming in with a lot of stress or anxiety
2: or are they just kids and they just are happy to be there um i think there's a natural um anxiety that comes for some kids just starting school on just a yeah. yes. normal year amen to that. Amen, and, to that amen to that and now we've been gone for five months so they've been home with their parents longest summer the ever peers. yeah <laughs> So, I I think it's, you know, I think there has been some anxiety, but I also want to assure parents that that's normal. Right. And that we're here to help them through that. Um, Our counselor has been working. In fact, she sent out an emotional screener Mm. um, for parents to fill out of how their students are feeling Mm -hmm. um, coming back to school so that we can identify those students who may have some more emotional needs and then we can address those early on and be there as a support system for them.
1: Very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would have to say, I think having the summer, for families to begin to figure out how to socialize again. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, whether it was going to the lake or whether, you know, I know some of the kids I went and watched them play baseball. Right. You know, so there were a few activities that kids got to do again. So they really did begin to figure out how do I navigate this, yeah. you know, this new world and, you know, the precautions I might need to take, but also to see that sometimes the fears really aren't as... Worrisome as I would think. Yes. You know, we, we managed uh, to to have some social interaction, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, to and not worry that I'm like it's going to be major. Yeah.
2: Right. And I think I think the fear of the unknown. Right. You yes. know, and so just starting, just getting through those first couple of days mm-hmm. is, is huge for everyone, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because, okay, how, how are we going to navigate this? Again, as you said, you know, if when we get that first positive case, that's what, you know, that's what keeps me up at night right now, like, okay. Yeah. Being able to handle that in a timely fashion. It's the next unknown. unknown. And so, you know, and I know we're we're prepared for it and it'll be fine, but it's just, yeah, until we'd have to deal with it.
0: Well, and we have a huge network that spans over five states. And I know this is a concern for a lot of us. Some of us haven't gone back to school yet. Some of us have already been in school for a week. And we're a bunch of prayers also. So how can we pray for the schools? What things would you want prayers for?
2: Um, well, I think just obviously for the the physical and emotional safety of our of our students and staff, um, but I also think just you know for our the extra pressure that is on our teachers, you know mm-hmm. I think they're feeling an uh, overwhelming amount of responsibility that this is successful, and you know we worked through the spring and, and they did a great job, but now there's just that extra um, expectation I think from them, mm-hmm. and so any extra prayers you can have for my teachers I would really appreciate. Wonderful!
0: Thank you so much for being with us Absolutely. this morning. Thanks for having me. Any last thoughts, Father, before we let Michelle go?
1: Keep up the good work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Father. I'll, I'll be down. I'll be down to see the kiddos. I'll make sure I put on my mask. Uh, very good. Uh, very see good. See all the kids. And, um, it was nice, you know. Monday really, the weather was perfect. You know, so Mm -hmm. it was easy to be outside. It was a nice day. Mm -hmm. Some of the families walked to school. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there was, you know, there were things you could see that were really um, a blessing in the midst of it all. Right.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Okay. So, Father, we are halfway through our show this morning. You're still on, by the way. All right. I'm still on. All right. But, um, so thinking about the mass and all of these things going on within the church, how are you coping with it all, Father?
1: Oh, probably a lot like, uh, Michelle. Um, (laughs) no, I mean, it really is. It's, it's been, there's no, there's no real, I don't want to say right answer. I know. But I can, I can sort of go down the rabbit hole of, of finding all kinds of information. Yeah, uh, And so that real challenge to be able to say, at some point, we just have to make a decision and we have to move forward. Uh, we have to just continue to, to do our best uh, and to not be so adamant that there's only one way to do it, Yeah, you know, because um, it has been, you know, for us, we just reopened, uh, you know, things have changed. Uh, so the dispensation was adjusted. Uh, masses are, you know, filling up. Uh, And then everyone has an opinion. And and it's right. They have every right to have the opinion. God bless you. So really this real Um. challenge of having then to say, how do I let all of the opinions come? Yep. Take them seriously uh, and then continue to make decisions uh, that are in in the best interest um, of our families. Right. You know?
0: Well, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to have another Michelle. Oh, there we go. Another Michelle. Michelle, Michelle. Yeah, Michelle, Michelle. So you're listening to Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting today from St. Mary's Parish in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We'll be right back after this break. Uh, Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.